So what's up? Butter. You like them? No doubt. You like Sid? What's up? No. What's up, Drake? I like them. Everybody, it's your uh, girl Ida Rodriguez. Today on um, our latest episode of Truth Serum, we are back. Um, Tony Baker and Melvin Robert are supposed to be on the show, and they're both late, so I'm calling them out, putting them on blast. Still, we press forward and keep moving with our show. First of all, um, I wanted to thank everybody who logged on to uh, my Facebook page. And chimed in today about what we were talking about. We got some really good comments. Our topic of the day today is when are you too old? And you ask for what? And I say for anything. Is there an age limit, an expiration date for people? Because I see so much of that on social media. I see so much of that today uh, with regards to casting and work that has to do with Hollywood. And I it also, I've been reading these articles. Uh, it's happening in um, not just places like corporate America, but even Starbucks is starting to let go of people as they get older and hire, with, uh, hire new people who are younger. Darren is in the house. Darren is back. What's good? What's good? Don't you ever leave us like that again. I actually have to leave next week. Oh God! You know, so why? You know why? I'm taking an actual break from here. You're so old. You got to You got to respect that. Yeah, I do, cause you are always here. Every time I'm I, always here. Yeah, you text me sometimes at eleven o'clock at night, uh, <laughs> sending me my radio show, and I'm like, does he live there? Yeah, cause I'm here till twelve thirty. Wow. Okay, so you're taking a break next week. Maybe That's, we'll take a break too. Yeah, a couple of shows are like that. They're like, ah, if you're not gonna be here, then I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> No, you just you just bring uh, something. You understand me, and that's that's what it's about for me. I want to only be places where people understand me. I go where I'm celebrated. I celebrate you. I, I know you do. I celebrate <laughs> you too. But today we're talking about when are you too old? And um, you know it's funny because uh, somebody was talking about how they were going to start acting uh, recently, and the person is 27, and someone told him that he was too old to become an actor. And I was like, that's not true. No, Sam. Harrison Ford was like 43. Yeah, Sam Jackson was older. Yeah. A lot of people were older. But if you listen to what other people tell you to do, you'll be wanting and wishing that you did what you always wanted to do and yeah. not do it because other people give you um, restrictions. There are there is ageism, though. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you feel but how it. many of us wouldn't have never come here if we listened to other people? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't be here. If I listen to my mother, not to disrespect my mother, not that I'm disrespecting her, but, you know. Daniel's mother <laughs> listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, let me make sure I say this right. Um, yeah, this was not her idea of what she wanted me to do. 
you know, she's in New York. She's like, first of all, you're not going all the way the hell over there. Yeah, I, no. I, she's like, I can't slap you from there. My mom did the same thing. <laughs> um, if I had listened to my mom, I would have been at home. Right. working at like a cafeteria driving a Camry <laughs> and uh you know showing up to the 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 weekly event was would be you know having getting drunk on the weekends or whatever but I decided that I wanted to pursue my dream and when I moved here I wasn't 14 you know I moved here I was a single mom with two kids I was young but not by Hollywood standards right you know so I think that uh it's important to know that people, other people don't set the limits for you. You have to set those for yourself. And if you think you're too old, then you're too old. You know what I mean? Right. So we uh, we are talking about some great things that are happening. Today is Monday and Trayvon Martin's movie comes out today um, that Jay-Z produced. Is it a biopic? Or, it's um, a docu-series. Okay. It's actually not a movie. It's a docu-series. It's coming out and um, I, don't, I think it's six weeks long. And it's called Trayvon Martin Rest in Power. And it is going to air and it is going to address the the trial. It's going to address the controversy. It's going to address everything surrounding that um, particular incident, including the incident itself. And uh, online, it got it was met with mixed reviews because a lot of black people were like, the story needs to be told. Trayvon needs to be honored. And then a lot of white people were saying, he was a thug. He was a criminal. How dare you do a story about this? Paramount, your ratings are going to drop, as in everything else that happens on the Internet. Right. But um, I, I, what do you think about the story? Do you think that it's important for that story to be told? I think so. I think that, you know, we need to hear it from someone who actually feels that Trayvon was uh, wronged in that situation. Um, I think we were fed a certain narrative but I mean, we all we all know that um, the narrative that we were sold, uh, you know, benefits not us. It's not beneficial to us mm-hmm. as people of color. So I think that um, Jay Z using his you know power and his money to support something that you know should be told. Right. I think is a good thing. You know, like when Spike did Malcolm X, a lot of people were mad about that too. You know, and oh, he yeah. couldn't get the money for it. And I mean, even the even the Hollywood people, I think, kind of fronted on him. But I think what, he ended up getting the money from like Oprah and like Michael Jordan. Like, you right. know, he had to like he had to ask people, you know, specifically like the companies weren't willing to put money into that story. And, you know, um, say what you, you know, say what you want about Malcolm X, you know, in the end, turned out to be a beautiful human being. I yeah, think. and and you know what the movie was great. It was a the story was about his evolution, which was right. was beautiful. Which the was, most beautiful part about it. Yeah, and 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 the other thing was information that you didn't know, mm-hmm. because also people glorified and uh, idolized Malcolm X without understanding his journey. That right. when he passed away, he was no longer Malcolm X. He was El Haj Malik Shabazz. But mm-hmm. also that. You know, um, he was involved in a lot of shady stuff before, you know, that he was no different than any other man. And that's why his evolution was so beautiful, because he started in a place that many people could relate to. Absolutely. And he evolved into this great leader. Um, You are live. uh, We are live listening. You are listening to Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Darren is in the house. We are talking about the new um, Trayvon Martin movie that is going to be airing uh tonight a docu-series i'm sorry that jay-z has produced and is 
causing controversy online. And if, in fact, you know, especially with the stand your ground law, because in Florida, this just happened again with the man who was inside uh, the store whose girlfriend parked in the handicap um, parking space. And the man was, I guess, chastising the woman and the man came out and pushed him and then he shot him and killed him. So ironically, the attorney, Benjamin Crump, who represented the Trayvon Martin family is also representing this family um, as this stand your ground is becoming problematic in the, in in that it justifies murder of people, specifically right. people of color in these cases. Um, one of the things that the docu-series is going to chart is the progress of Black Lives Matter and the movement that took place as a result. Because after the Trayvon Martin case, the Mike Brown case happened and uh, this Black Lives Matter movement got traction and became something that is now a voice that, you know, voices that people are listening to. So I think it's a really important uh, project. I'm glad that uh, Paramount took a chance on it and I Where hope that people airing? watch it. So what it says is, which is really interesting, it keeps saying Paramount. It doesn't say um, the Paramount Network. So I guess Paramount has a new network. You learn something on the Truth Serum Show every week. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So the primary focus of Paramount Networks, uh, yeah, it's the Paramount Network six-episode docu-series premiering Monday today at 10 p.m., and it tells the story straight on. They are uh, comparing it to the made OJ Made in America um, because it's not taking sides. It's just telling the story so that you can take, you know, away from what whatever you need to take away from it. So um, I'm I'm going to I'm going to watch it. So are you going to watch it? Yeah. Well, if I well, I'll be here. But <laughs> you'll watch it next Monday. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I'm taking a week off. I can't wait. Oh, OK. So I can't wait. Uh, but hilarious I know you can't wait to take it because so, I, I mean shit I want to take a break from here and I ain't even been here that long so I'm like god damn they already changing represent management um anyway you are live on truth serum um with Ida Rodriguez Darren is in the house Melvin Robert is in the parking lot talking to his manager he just walked in he sent me a text and uh I tell you he is not um supporting the that belief that gay people are on time <laughs> The gay people I know are always on time. And I didn't know that one. Is that is that one of is that one of the? Uh... We tend to be pretty prompt. Yeah. yeah, and clean. They live in good neighborhoods yeah. with low crime rates. I know that one. Like if you if you live around a lot of gay people, you know that this is a this is an expensive neighborhood. Yeah, so, things are nice around here. We like yeah. fabulosity. Yeah. He, fabulosity. <laughs> so one of the things that um I I decided to. To speak to you about and, and I said I was going to do it on air is that um, you need to represent your gay people a little bit better on this show because I keep getting DMs on my Instagram with women asking me to set them up with oh. you. <laughs> they don't know you're gay. I'm gay, everybody. I'm gay. I promise. I'm gay. Uh, it's so funny. Even Adrian, who my my former assistant, sent me uh, the heart eyes and was like, "What's up with Melvin?" And I was like, "Not you, <laughs> not you." But we do get a we. I've got quite a few messages. And they didn't say a word about me, of course. You weren't here last week. Oh, okay. Okay. And oh, um, you don't want to hear what they said about who was running that board last week. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? What happened? Uh, I it doesn't matter. Okay. Is it people are just, you know, everybody has an opinion. If you rub somebody the wrong way, they feel like their opinion yeah. matters. We were just talking about the Tra Trayvon Martin uh, docu-series, which will begin airing tonight Amazing. on the Paramount Network. Mm -hmm. And how okay. some people were taking um, 
you know, there were two sides, as, as in everything. Some people were upset about them telling the story, calling them a thug and a criminal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people, especially people of color, were like, finally a story that's mm-hmm. being told. But from um, Paramount uh, con- contends that they are going to tell the story from an objective point of view mm-hmm. so that you can walk away with whatever it is that you walk away from. So I, I, think I think it's an important I story. think it's important, too, and especially, you know, the also on the heels of or the news about the Central Park Five right. that Ava DuVernay is doing. So these stories are important. And I think, look, I mean, do I like the term thug? I don't right. like necessarily that they're using that language, but I like the piece about giving the viewer a chance to experience and see for themselves. Tony Baker just walked into the studio late as usual because he has a, a bigger following than us on Instagram. He believes he can come in later. And uh, I am so, uh, I just shot him a bird in here. My, my daughter is looking at him like, you don't know how to get here on time, Tony? That's not the look she's giving me right yeah, now. She Let me find you these gentlemen some headphones. I was here. Let's talk about that. I was. All right, keep, keep them busy while I get them some headphones. Yeah. Okay, he's going to get Tony. So Tony Baker is in the house. Melvin yeah. Robert hey, is in the house. Gay. And uh, <laughs> I was telling him that he's not doing a good job representing I'm his gay. gayness because I keep getting all these DMs from women asking me to hook them up with him. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Gay. He's, he's gay. 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 Yeah. gay out here. He's gay. Gay. In the streets. Okay. <laughs> so um, thank you uh, for tuning in. If you're just now tuning in, Tony Baker and Melvin Robert are live on Truth Serum with Aida Rodriguez. We are talking about Trayvon Martin, um, the Trayvon Martin story, Rest in Power, which will be airing tonight on the Paramount Network. I do love that title. Oh, wow. I like that title. Yeah, Rest I think it's Power. beautiful. So, tra- uh trailer for today. What'd you think? Uh-huh. I commend the parents of Trayvon Martin to constantly talk about yeah. your child getting murdered day in and day out. It's a, I, I don't think I would have the strength to be able to to do that, right? Without folding up every, you know what I'm saying? That's I can't imagine. Like I can't even speak on it. That takes a lot of strength. But if you think about it, um, at some point you will probably reach the place where you would get so fed up because it's not like an isolated in- incident. There are so many young black men who have been murdered, uh, you know, unjustly that at some point you will probably reach that place where you say, yeah. I have to speak up because we got to stop this. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like they've been speaking up since yeah, no, no. he was still in the morgue. You know, I feel like oh, they've been, yeah. his mom, know, I would have constantly, to your point, having to constantly be out there talking man. about it over and over, over. And over again. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. And it's it's really uh, sickening. And, you know, we were talking about the trajectory of B, of Black Lives Matter, all of the things that have happened since, because Mike Brown, mm-hmm. Philando Castile, n- not everybody was uh, killed by, uh, you know, a citizen who called them, they called them a neighborhood watch captain, which gave him <laughs> right. dominion. But we just saw this happen again in Florida. It just happened again in Florida, oh. and so see, that man that was on, that was on the floor that shot the guy in the chest. Yeah, it's the same situation because it's in Florida, and it's the stand your ground law, which seems to be a justification for people who want to, you know, uh, inject society with their racist views on black men. Wow, I said it. Yeah, it's <laughs> an epidemic. 
Yeah, it is an epidemic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fell down the hole with Tony Baker the other day. I, I was like, because I keep having to defend myself as a comedian for why I speak out about social justice issues. And then I just reached that fuck it stage. Like, that, this is what I'm going to talk about. And if you don't like it, then don't fuck with me because I'm done. I, I'm done having to uh, justify why I should be able to talk about these issues. And I see you've been doing that on social media. Oh, yeah. Media. Yeah. I don't like people trying to tell me what to do, man. You know what I mean? Like, they isn't that come, why you got in this business? They, no, they come. They come on my page, be like, stick to comedy, man. It's, it's just the whole attitude behind it. You know what I mean? Like, if you said that to my face, exactly. One, you would probably say it differently, either, or you wouldn't say it at all, or you know, you're gonna get a rebuttal from me. So it's like, why would I change that on social media? Because people get brave behind the keyboard. Oh no, they are the and most. They come with mad disrespect, and then they call you sensitive because you're speaking up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you wouldn't talk to me like this face to face. Guarantee. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of social media is we all have these platforms to be mm-hmm. able to speak out. But I think it's also incumbent upon the individual to source out like, how do I want to use the power that I have in this space? And we were right. talking about it a couple weeks ago about mm-hmm. um, what were we talking about and and celebrities using their social media and how some of them. I think it was Kim K over right. the um, yeah. Is it okay? Is it appropriate? Do you should you should they not? It's up to you because some people are really vocal and some people are not. Yeah. No, 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 no. And if you choose not to, that's on you. But when I think about stuff like this and I think about Tony and myself, we have sons. We have black sons that we send out into the world every day. And so when you when you think about it from the perspective, which is pretty uh, it, it's not a selfish, but it, but it's something you can relate to on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the reflection of your children and children who have been assassinated, like when you look at Tamir Rice, who's mm-hmm. a, just a big baby, we got big babies. You right. know, like Omar is was big when he was in middle school. Right. And people look at him as a threat and a exactly. monster. Right. For real. Yeah, because my son is tall. So it's like, you know, worry about that. And what really got me mobilized socially on social media is it's always that people can't force you to, some people like, they used to say I was too quiet. Yeah. And, but you can't force people to get in. They got to get in on their own steam. Whatever motivates you to really just be like, I've had it. You got to come to your own <laughs> I've had it moment, you know. And my I've had it so moment true. was uh, Sterling. Yeah. When he got killed, I was like, man, I'm sick of this. And then when I saw his son crying over his father, I, that was it for me. I was done. I was right. like, oh, I'm all in now. Yeah. yeah. I'm all in. Philando so. Castillo was like my breaking point because. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was no. just, I was just, it was yeah, just like, you on that. Yeah. didn't he? He was like saying, I have a gun. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. baby in the car. And he was the cap, the cafeteria man that was feeding children, and right. the community spoke up for him, mm-hmm. and they still like slaughtered him and tried to justify his right. murder. Mm-hmm. And that, that you know, and I'm gonna keep talking about that. Um, you know, I, I have my joke that racism is like like an episode of Scooby Doo, like when Scooby and Shaggy tell you there's a ghost, nobody ever believes them, and they the whole episode they're trying to tell you about the ghost, and Fred no one doesn't believe them, Velma they never believe them, and then at the end of the episode the ghost shows up, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. and then they get rid of the ghost, and then what happens the next ep- next episode? They forget. They forget. They forget all and, over again. Scooby was like, I told y'all. <laughs> Scooby, every time, man, Scooby was on. How come Fred always went with the ladies? I know. <laughs> Fred was always. I don't know what you talking yeah. about, but. Uh, hey, Shaggy, Scooby, y'all go down in that dark cellar. Me and the ladies here go check out the, uh, the, <laughs> the shopping mall. 
you no go. You see, you see how type of, what type of comedians we are. You said the shopping mall, and yeah. I was like, they about to go have a threesome. I mean, they could <laughs> but you at, know. at the mall. Yeah, <laughs> they could have. Fred, the, Fred could have been getting down like that. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. So the question forget of all the these day. About, yeah, about. you know what I mean. Say that again, Darren. No, I was gonna say, forget all the what the ghosts are talking about. Right. Oh yeah, Fred, no. yeah. He's getting threesome until then. Until the ghost affects them, then the ghost becomes important. Right. And that's what ha- is happening in, in America today. Mm-hmm. Um, the topic of the day, is there any um, is there any time, anything you're too old for, anything you're too old to do? Clothes, model, acting. Let's talk about ageism. You and I started comedy as grownups. Mm-hmm. I was 31. Right. And um, we started comedy as grownups. And we have had careers. And when I started doing stand-up, people would tell me all the time, you got to be young. You got to start in this game. Dave Chappelle started when he was 17. Right. Eddie Murphy was mad young. Was that something, I'm just curious, was that something that you always wanted to do? Did you always have this desire to do comedy and then it was just not the right time or yeah yeah and then later well it was i wanted just, to be a stand-up comedian when i was little uh, and my my puerto rican mom was like that is not for girls you're right. never gonna find a husband if you walking around being goofy and shit that's how my mom talks <laughs> my mom is not like my mom is not the most eloquent woman but she's pretty effective and she'd be like they nobody want to be with no goofy ass broad always telling jokes that lucy shit that lucy shit ain't real that's a tv show mm-hmm. like you can't and um, so I, you know, and I naturally progressed into modeling because I was tall and I was I was in the look at that time. It was the ethnic look. But when I was modeling, I was always the clown. Like I was always like the funny person behind mm. the scenes. And I was like, these bitches are hungry. You know, like I <laughs> I never. So eventually I, I came to the place where I was a grown up. I had my kids and I was like, man, fuck that. I'm gonna go do what I want to do. And I started doing stand up. And you know what? I don't regret it. Good. How I long did you wrestle with the idea? I wrestled for it for a while. I was, I was scared uh, to do it. And then I did um, I did a show at the Foxhole. And then the Foxhole, they, that was a instigating force. Everything that went on there happened by way of instigation. Because that's mm-hmm. how they operated. Was like, so you did that before doing stand-up? I was on the show. Yeah, because I've always been very vocal. And mm. I've always had a point of view. So what they know you for as an actress? They just knew me for running my mouth. Uh. Like, they knew <laughs> me. It's, uh, I was an actress, but I am an actress. But they saw me. Speedy saw me somewhere. We had a conversation in a forum. Okay. And then he was like, you need to be, uh, you need to come to the radio show. And then Chris Spencer told me to go do a, I did a roast with Chris Spencer. I wasn't a stand-up comic, but, you know, you ain't got to be a stand-up comic to roast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, do be, be from the yeah. right, the right. We name. know, right? <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people that can roast think they can do stand up, but yep. a lot of times, you like, know, they can't. Nah, this is you, nah, nah. right here. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> that's your lane. You know, I, you know what? I went to the roast battle this weekend, last weekend. How uh, was it? Uh, it's brutal. I, people always ask me, like, they've they've asked me several times, do you want to try to do the roast battle? And I'm like, I don't think I have the, I, I don't. I mean, I think. Out of all the people in here besides Akela, Tony, you know me the longest. You think I had the temperament to be in the roast battle? I think so. You do? Yeah. You I don't think, think you I'll punch somebody in the what's face? A roast? Oh, you mean, what's a roast battle? I don't know what that is. So it's, I know that I know I've seen comedy specials where they're roasting people, but this is not like that or yo, something. The roast, it's a competition. The, it's uh, a competition with two people that roast each other. Mm-hmm. But they prepare. They, they take time yeah. to prepare. Like you know your opponent. In uh, a good amount of time, so you yeah. can do your research on them, uh, and then y'all come together head to head 
and do one joke a piece. Uh, and it's divided into rounds, so we do like three rounds. And it's kind of like it's like you say a for joke blood. Is it like a, yes. they yeah. go in? They yeah, go for yeah. the jugular, and yeah. um, you know it's it's entertaining. Sometimes it's not funny. Sometimes it is. It just depends. Like has anybody broke down yet? I, I feel I, like somebody's I've crying. I've never, I've never seen that. But I know something happened because when they tell the rules, they said no physical contact. Yeah. <laughs> so I know somebody tried to swing on somebody. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, you are tuning in right now. Um, this is Truth Serum with Isla Rodriguez, Tony Baker, and Melvin Robert, and Darren is in the house. We are talking about the roast battle and what the roast battle means. We went to roast battle this weekend and two guys were roasting each other and one guy is married and has a family and mm. his wife had a miscarriage and Ooh. he did 95% of his jokes were about his oh, that snap. other man's wife's miscarriage and i, I was sitting there like i, I don't i don't i just cuz it would have been swinging it would have been like you know cuz that's right. it, and that's what they do they go for the jugular i heard somebody uh call somebody a white comedian told another comedian that he looked like an an n-words uh you look like an n-words pussy and uh i don't know if i could i don't know if i could have stomached that I mean, one you know i don't know if like if i if i sign up for the battle I got to be ready for everything. Yes. You know, I'm like, oh, they're going to take it there. You know what I mean? so. And that is why I don't sign up for the, the battle. Yeah, it's, tough. it's not for everybody, though. That's yeah. for sure. It's really, it's really, really harsh. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, we're going to talk about um, some of the things that are trending in the news today. We'll find out what's going on with the people in the studio. And we want to hear from you. Call us, 310-986-6610. Uh, last time Tony was here, everybody who called, call for Tony. Some of you motherfuckers should call for Melvin. Why not? Uh, Sabrina's in here. And she got some vegan tips. Akela's <laughs> in this bitch. Emery's in this bitch. Darren, everybody's in here. So we off in here. 310-986-6610. We'll be right back.
Tony is uh, oh, talking to his cult right now. <laughs> that's why I call it the Tony Baker cult. Because they go in for him. And, and listen, that's everybody's dream is to have a fan base that's like that. But today you posted... Um, if you are listening right now, go to Tony Baker's Instagram page, Tony Baker Comedy. And he posted a picture of the the graphic of the movie The Professional with uh, Natalie um, Portman. And the movie's his post says, read your post. Oh, okay. Here. All right. So my post said, this, this movie Baker. only made $19 million at the box office, but is considered by many, including myself, to be a classic. 71 movies made more than this movie that year, but only a few of them were on this film's level in terms of quality and timelessness. It was 1994, so that year had Forrest Gump, The Lion King, Pulp Fiction, Speed, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, Shawshank Redemption, and Fresh. Yes. All came out that year, and... Um, you know, all I, I said that to say this: more popular doesn't always mean better. Stay authentic, stay true, and stay unique. And I, I love this post because because of what we do. Um, a lot of times we are fed the belief that popular is what is quality. Right. But when you ask uh, some, a lot of people on your comment section that were younger people mm-hmm. named that movie as one of their top movies. Right. And that's what I that's how I feel about stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. Like um George Carlin is still being quoted as being one oh, of the yeah. greatest comedians of all time. I posted him not too long ago. Yeah, you did. I watched it. Yeah. Um and and that's you know, that's important to people like us. For example, what happened I don't know if you guys heard about the fiasco at Montreal. Um there was a comedian mm-hmm. who was a YouTube comic um, known um, for a character, a Southern woman character that he does. He got booked on the Variety Top 10 mm-hmm. um, comedy show, and he ended up uh, making some racial slurs, homophobic slurs, and then uh, he said something that he called Doshe Sloan precious. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they were booing him. He got yeah. booed. Um, you know, social media took to it. A few of the social media influentials you know, started posting about it and it just, it went bananas. And then a lot of people started saying, we don't, we don't think that uh stand up is uh you, you can't just cheat stand up. Right. And I was talking about consumers, not comedians because mm-hmm. comedians say that all the time. Chris Reddit did this whole thing about it. And um people were, the people were saying, we don't go to comedy shows to see YouTube comics insult us and, you know, disrespect our money. Right. And so I thought that was very interesting because it's it's true. You yeah. can't cheat the art. You can. Yeah, you can. And I, I say this all the time too. Like you can't you can't fake it on that stage. Like you can't edit it. You can't redo it. You can't delete it. You up there for 15, 12, 15, 18, 25, 30, 45 minutes. If you're not bringing it, guess what? Yep. The audience is going to let you know you not bringing it. They're going to give you that little leeway in the beginning. Oh, oh, they're here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 we are here, huh? But then after that, if you ain't got it, then they're going to be like, <clears throat> You know, I've never heard of anybody getting booed at Montreal before. That's yeah, like, That's the first time hearing it. Because Montreal, they seem like a polite audience. Yeah. A little too low energy for me. Yes. But they, they give you applause breaks. Yeah. They do like the applause breaks. But I I never would have guessed a booing audience. No, I ain't never I never yeah. ever heard if of. If he was in Oakland, Detroit, okay. But if you yeah. see the video, they were like boo, 
like it was Get like legit. Um, so man, and the boo, the walk off on the boo has to be the most humbling. It's like Showtime at the Apollo. Woo! You know, the walk off. I'm rolling off the stage. If I ever get booed, I'm not walking off with That's dignity. a tough walk off. I'm rolling off. That's like off. walk of shame. I mean, oh, that's the man. real walk of shame. I'm going to lay on the stage and roll. You can hear just... the lady on um, on Game of Thrones. Shame. Man. Shame. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine. I Listen. That humble, you know what? Maybe I'm just not y'all cup of tea. And they still like, you well, you know, it's funny. One comedian, at, we had a conversation about getting booed on stage, and they said, what's worse, crickets or getting booed? And I, what, I think crickets is worse. Yeah, one comedian was like, at least when you get booed, you're invoking crickets, emotion. Right. <laughs> crickets is bad. Crickets is, you don't exist. I did a I did a show, oh, what was, think? a TV show, and they were telling me, oh, you got to talk to the audience, you got to talk to the audience. So I posed this question to the audience. National TV, crickets. <laughs> no one, and I, you know, in your head, you're pissed because I'm like, y'all told me to talk to the damn audience, and yeah. nobody's doing anything. But then, and then in the moment, yeah, you're like, oh, oh my god, nobody's saying anything. Oh, we're on TV. We, we're live. What are we gonna do? You know? Right. Yeah. So I think crickets is worse. So crickets how, is how did you walk? Off, how did you walk off the stage from that? I, I was sitting. I was seated. Oh, and it was in the middle oh. of a thing, so oh. I couldn't go anywhere. But where else, what made it worse than uh, where I was? Had to take it on the sit down. Jeez, but I kept moving. I just kept it trucking. <laughs> Through the segment, I just kept. I was like, oh yeah, and I just kept going. Oh, man. man, and then you know, people like, uh, well, I'm I'm conflict driven. Yeah. I'm honest about who I am. You boo me, you uh. gonna get some of this rage. Like, you gonna feel what happened to me when I was six when they tucked me behind that. Y'all building. don't know what it's like to come through here and go. You don't try to win them back. No, no, I, I do I now. But when I first started doing stand up, I never got booed before. I did. I bombed before, but I never bombed in a way where people were repulsed with me and wanted me <laughs> and wanted them to immediately remove me from the stage. Because yeah. that's what booing sounds oh, like. Man. They're like, yeah. Get out of here. I got booed individually. That's my only boo story. It was one guy. <laughs> and I was at the casino and uh, when the Laugh Factory was doing the casino jumps uh-huh. out oh, there. Yeah, that was and there was one dude, he was like, boo! <laughs> I was like, what? And then, you know, we went back and forth. He was like, boo! He was booing everybody that night. <laughs> he was the sole proprietor of the boo. So I don't know if that really counts. As a, he wanted to be a stand-up. L- True. He was like, boo! <laughs> that was, what's the, what uh, casino is that? That's not Sam Manuel. Manuel. Sam Manuel. So I'll, I'll say the story about the comedian, but I won't say the comedian's name. Say the comedian's but name. But it was so funny. There was a comedian on stage. Who was the comedian? Because that, that audience was terrible. <laughs> yeah, but who was, who was the... It was Esau. Oh, it was Esau? It didn't take much, right? Esau was on stage, and I left, and I came back after I did my set. And Esau, you know, Esau can be high energy. And yeah. he's like, I'm about to rip this audience, right? And he got on stage, and the people in the audience started doing the electric slide. Oh. <laughs> they got up. They started dancing. Yeah, the, the, a lot of the, because it's a casino, a yeah. lot of the people in the Stop. audience are standing. Stop. But right. when I came back, they were like doing the electric slide. <laughs> that's, I don't know how, I, if that's how you do I'm not good with like that. Yo, when I came back, I was, and Esau went off on the audience. <laughs> of like, course. these motherfuckers down there. But it was so funny because that's how disrespectful they were. Man. One time I was there, I went with Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish, and 
I go to the bathroom. When I come back, she took her shoes off, jumped off the stage, and was trying to fight these two oh, girls wow. that were heckling her. And they said she wrote, she said she talks about it in her book. Uh-huh. It's a true story. I was there, and I was like, "What happened?" I mean, I, and I I went to the bathroom to pee, so it wasn't that long. And I came back, and I was like, "Yo, she's about what's to- really happening?" Because you can lose that audience quick, man. Comedy in the casino is tough. Because oh. you got the slot machines going, you got people in there that Smoking. lost dreams. It's smoking going on. People thinking about, all right, I'm going I'm to I'm go for that roulette table again and get revenge. It's a lot going on. Somebody's plotting a murder Man, in there like that because they it's it's the worst. It's the worst. It's um, a tough gig. You are tuning in to uh, Truth Serum Live with Ida Rodriguez. Tony Baker is in the house. Melvin Robert is in the house. Darren is in the house. We are back, and um, we are talking about the things that are trending today. One of the things that trended this week that I wanted to make sure that we talked about was uh, the story about Demi Lovato. Can you uh, tell my listeners what happened with Demi Lovato? Okay, so this thing with Demi Lovato, I have to say, it's been pretty pretty heartbreaking. She's somebody who struggled with um, addiction for a lot of her life. She's been sober for the last six years. Last week, I believe it was Tuesday, she was um, found unconscious at her home in the Hollywood Hills. They transported her to um, Cedar sinai Medical Center near Beverly Hills. And she, they're, uh, you know, saying that it was a, uh, some sort of a drug overdose. They're not saying, they haven't disclosed necessarily what type of drug. I read heroin. Um, they said, but then they were saying that that's not confirmed. Her, okay. re- her representative released a statement saying that there's a lot of things that are untrue out there. You know, please don't believe everything that you're hearing, but it was some sort of a drug. And they and I also read some report that they said that they use, is it uh, Narcon, mm-hmm. um, to stop the overdose and that that was on hand throughout the evening right, in the right. house because they were, you know, engaging in all this stuff. So it's really been sad. And here she is. I mean, that's got to be tough. She struggles with many things outside of just the oh. drug addiction. I yeah, mean, she's eating disorder, eating disorder, bipolar, um, drugs, alcohol. Um, she was cutting herself harm at one point. So she's got like a lot of mental stuff going on, you know, and she's just trying to kind of gain hold of everything. And so this has been pretty tough. And then um, I guess in the press, uh, Wilmer Valderrama, who was her ex-boyfriend and who was also a really good friend of hers, he's kind of gone to be by her side. Her family was by her side last week. And then one of her dancers released a statement today um, saying that, you know, I guess people on social media were coming for her. Mm-hmm. about, you know, she's a bad influence on Demi and what was going on. And so she released a statement saying like, hey, like, I know we're all hurting over this, but like, don't come for me. You know, right. um, let's kind of, we've always, the community of fans has been about love and support and let's kind of be in that space together. So it's really sad. And, you know, she's going, she's in recovery. Um, they're saying that she's going to go into back into recovery. She's still got concerts set up. I mean, she had just celebrated, like I said, six years being sober. Well, I mean, that's not- And she's only 25. Uh, Only twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought this woman was forty six <laughs> with this door. Like, yeah. yeah, you know she's been battling for years <laughs> since the, uh, since nineteen sixty eight. Man, twenty five. Um, so one thing I wanted to say, one I wanted to talk about, was the fact that the stigma of when Demi Lovato overdoses, she is suffering from an illness. She's yeah. having a crisis. When people of color overdose, they're crackheads. They're, uh, you know, it's the stigma is different. And I think it's unfortunate. Those of us here at the Truth Serum Show uh, wish Demi Lovato a speedy recovery. And we hope that she finds her place so that she can um, find her peace. Um, and we also wish upon the universe that these stigmas that are attached to people of color also go away. Because I think that is 
quite unjust and unfair when people of color um, are stigmatized differently when they suffer with the same illness and the same disease. Right, we get so, wrote off. Yeah. Oh, he's just a crackhead. Look at him. Yeah, he's you in a ruin. Uh, we can't take a chance with him. You know, look at uh, August Alsina suffered it a lot. You know, he went through that whole situation and. I just think it's unfortunate. So I hope that she gets better. And I hope that people understand that that illness affects us all, including people of color. It is not an illness that is uh, relegated to white people. And then people of color have to be crackheads and base heads and basers and all the other good things and throwaways. Um, all right. We're going to keep it moving. Ida Rodriguez with Truth Serum, Tony Baker, Melvin, Robert. We are in the house. And did anybody see the Bruce Willis roast? I didn't. Okay. Did I, read, I read about it. I read the article about it. Uh, what what um Demi uh, not, I'm sorry not Demi Lovato Dem, uh, Demi Moore mm-hmm. and what she said I mean I think too soon tell them what she said she uh, she made a comment about Bruce Willis getting his role right in um was it the, the Die Hard franchise yeah. and um she made a comment about you know him going to Harvey Weinstein's room and I think it was too soon yeah I think it was a little too soon you think so I do you think too soon I mean was it funny. I, I didn't see it. So I, oh, I, I mean, I'm a comedian, so like, you get a little extra leeway if it's actually funny. Mm-hmm. Like me and Sabrina were talking about the Roseanne joke, you know, about the the Planet of the Apes thing. Oh my God. And when I looked at the lady, I saw the resemblance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not 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 that she looked like an actual ape, but the way they made the apes look in the new Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Helen Helena Bonham Carter looked like Michael Jackson yes, on his, in his later stages. So I was like, she does kind of look like, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the Planet of the Apes didn't look like real apes. So it was just like, I, I get where Roseanne was coming from. What is, is Roseanne racist? I don't know. But that joke right there, I was like, I could see, you know. But you know, um, <laughs> what's his name? Um, uh, Monique came to her defense. I saw that. What do you think about that? I saw that. Because Monique spoke from her experience with Roseanne, like a personal, you know, so she never felt any type of... And I've never heard anything about that from Roseanne. My first thing when I I saw the clip on that, I was like, why, Monique? Why? Why are you you doing that? You know what I mean? Why? But here's the question, though. When do we forgive people? Like we have, we have a tendency to write off celebrities. Once they screw up, yeah, you're done. But you know, I agree with that. But I also think that people of color are always forgiving people. That we are, are we? Yes, we are the most forgiving people on the planet. We forgive our own. Right. No, we forgive white people a lot. We Do are we? yes, Who absolutely. We Slavery, uh, I mean, racism. No, because no, anytime we bring that up, they'd be like, get over it. We ain't forgot. No, no but what, I didn't say we forget. I say people of color uh, tend to be humble. They tend to be forgiving. It is it, it is expected of people of color to be forgiving. It is because we a lot of us are religious and we come from um, the belief that we have to turn the other cheek. Meanwhile, they out here being savage on us. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I think at some point, we have to stop, at lay down the humility and say, flip the table over because it's not really, is is it working? Is forgiveness really working? I think forgiveness is, I don't know. I mean, I think it's about the individual user, right? Like the individual, it's incumbent upon all of us as individuals because we can either choose to hold on to something or we forgive something. But just because we forgive doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we have to, this is my opinion, doesn't mean that it means that, okay, now I'm going to be like your, your friend again. 
Right. right. And I'll yeah, be yeah. like hanging out with you. Exactly. I mean, I've released myself of the emotional right. things associated with it. I've forgiven, uh-huh. right? Giving back to myself the space, right? But right. I'm not, it doesn't mean like, oh my God, let's go like have tea and crumpets. And that's, you know what I mean? That's how <laughs> like, I am yeah. as a person. Tea and crumpets. That's how I am as a person. Like, I'll forgive somebody, but at the same time, I'm going to be a little different. Depending on your level of what you did to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be like, hmm, but you still. <laughs> but I won't forget. But I, you know what? I'm cool. I'm not going to hold on to it, but I get totally what he's saying. But I mean, I, I, I'm but not talking about celebrities, I feel then. like, do we, do we forgive them when they screw up hard? I don't know. Ask Isaiah Washington. I mean, like, Roseanne gets a pass. That's what I'm saying. He didn't get forgiven. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So sometimes some of these things happen because they got to balance the floor. And I'm not saying that it's – I'm not for or against Roseanne losing her job and her livelihood. Me neither. But what I am for is sometimes, like, for example, this girl who was trying out to be a cheerleader – didn't get the job because they said they wanted to promote, they needed some diversity, right? So it was at a a high school. And so a bunch of white girls got on and then they gave a spot to a black girl. And then there was all this outrage because that white girl didn't get a spot. So, and they felt that it should not have been because they needed to do a diversity push. I feel like they do because if they don't, then people of color will get less chances that than they already get. And I do think that it's unfortunate for that girl, but she should have been better than the other four white girls. So she could have got the spot. I don't, I think that we have to balance the floor because we're running a race that we are behind in. We are, they tied our arms behind, they tied one leg behind our back. They held us back. They ran four laps and now they said catch up and it's it's impossible <laughs> to catch up they said you do you see, i don't know if you saw nina on cnn the other day when she broke everybody down she said oh, it yeah. would take 200 years right. for people of color to catch up to the wealth of the average white person right. in america so yeah. what i'm saying is sometimes some messages have to be sent and the table has to be flipped over in our favor because most times that doesn't happen do you right. do you feel i mean going back to this this demi um, Bruce situation do you feel that if she were a woman of color making making that type of a joke do you feel that it would have been it would have um, been different do you think that there's disparity there because what she said so just to, to you know she said that Bruce went to Harvey Weinstein's hotel and he came back swinging that ball gag and then he said I got the part and she was commenting saying she thought it was really odd that the action star was pursuing this little indie right. um, project so, I mean, do you feel that she, I mean, I know, you know, people were writing about, but do you feel like it would have been heightened if it were a black, a, a Latino actress, a black actress? Oh, I mean, that? everything is always heightened when it's- Wait, a, who said the joke? Demi Moore, oh, Demi his ex-wife. Moore. ex-wife, yeah. His ex-wife said it. And Harvey Weinstein produced Die Hard? Harvey Weinstein produced Everything. <laughs> he didn't do Die Hard, though. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, no, 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 it was the nah. Die what movie was Pulp it? Fiction. Oh, Sorry. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay, Pulp Fiction. all right. Yeah, all right, it there was. We go. Wow, <laughs> that Tony Baker knows. <laughs> but my point is that, first of all, who was offended by that joke? Harvey Weinstein? They said Sybil Shepherd was in the audience and her mouth dropped. So, but what? who cares? Like... What was this is the kind of shit that pisses me. This shit is some bullshit. Harvey Weinstein raped some people and people are outraged because somebody made a joke about Harvey Weinstein? Come on, y'all. This outrage is some bullshit. It's bullshit. It's always some bullshit. It's some white people bullshit. I said it. <laughs> Sorry, white people who love Tony Baker. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the ones over there. I, I think that if the joke is funny, the joke is funny. That's why I'm like, is the joke funny? 
That's, you know. Wait, were you offended if by you gonna take it, then. I, I just think, uh, I, why, see, this is just me. Why get involved in that? Why even, like, why, that's a that's a big situation. It's not good. Why even bring his name up? Why talk about him? Why even make a joke about him in that in that situation, right? I mean, yeah. if you're getting roasted, I mean, you've attained a certain level of success. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. You know, it, it's there's a certain uh, career, like, achievement thing to be able for somebody to roast you on in that kind of a setting. So I'm like, why even bring him into this? Like, why even because make it? Because it's, it's a, a hot topic. And when it's people, a when roast. joke writers write roast jokes, they keep it topical a lot of times. And they whatever they can find. You think, they wrote, like the you think somebody wrote that for her? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 She, comic wrote she didn't come in there and freestyle. <laughs> yeah. No, a comic no wrote that. Nah, definitely wrote that. And then it was like, yo, we're going down the line. Bruce Willis, his resume, Die mm-hmm. Hard, Pulp Fiction. Oh, Harvey Weinstein. Let's take it there. Yeah. And that's definitely what went down. You know, Coming from a comedian standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you are tuning live to Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez with Melvin Robert, Tony Baker's in the house. We were just talking about Demi Moore's uh, joke on the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis. And we're, Tony posed a great question about when is it, um, when do we forgive people for when they do something wrong? When do we forgive celebrities of their transgressions? So that leads me to my next story, which is the story about um, James Gunn. Oh, I was just thinking about that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, James, tell, tell me what you were thinking. So, you know, when we talk about forgiveness, James Gunn, you know, he posted some uh, pretty pretty edgy and wild, you know, tweets. Mm-hmm. Pedophilia, rape, stuff like that. And he got fired from directing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. These are old tweets or whatever, but it's like... Should he be forgiven? Has he? Are we allowed to grow from dumb stuff that we did? You know, because we've all we've all done something that's unsavory. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we admit it or not. You know, I've shoplifted. I've stolen money. I've cheated. I've Tony lied. Baker has shoplifted. <laughs> I shoplifted. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, should I be you know held accountable for that forever with no forgiveness? You know, even though I've grown. So it's like, when when do we forgive? And, like, we extra heartless with celebrities because they got money. So we'd be like, man, you know, they'll be all right. You know, it's funny that um, I was thinking about it because you, you do say, when is it? When are you forgiven? When is it? When when is, What's the grace period for when people are being shamed for their transgressions? Mm-hmm. We all have made—I know the, it's an Angelina Jolie tweet that's going to come back and get me <laughs> from five years ago. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. But when when is, the, when is it the right time? You guys call in, 310-986-6610. Um, 310-986-6610. When is a person forgiven? When is the amount of, what is the amount of time that you shame people? Because that's what happens. Now you are in the the public court of shaming. And when is it, when is it a, in a, an appropriate amount of time to pay your penance for doing something stupid publicly when you're a uh, celebrity? And who has the black community forgiven for drugs? Have we let anybody back in on the recovery tip? Let's think about Robert Downey Jr. He struggled for years with drugs. And he's Iron Man. And then look at him now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Have we, ha, Do we have that? Well, the, we don't have the power in Hollywood. But no, I'm just saying, do we have that on the, on the like forgiveness side? Like, yo, I know, you know, Bobby Brown struggled. But did we ever welcome him back truly? Yeah. Well, he never, everybody he never got to... better. Did he? I don't know. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. He did. I feel like he did, but we still look at him like, man, look at his jaw. He gained weight. <laughs> well, it's always something, you know what I mean? Like, but we watched this movie, well, New Edition. New Edition broke records, and now his new movie coming out with Whitney Houston. I, I mean, wa- oh, the, the documentary? No, 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 no. There's a, uh, a narrative movie that is being released. Um, oh. 
with the guy who played him in the new edition movie. Yeah, uh, Woody. Woody is Woody playing. McLean. And then the what's the girl? Um, She's um, my friend. It's Gabrielle Dennis. Because he's in he's in the Whitney Houston documentary that Whitney that came out on I think July sixth. Right. That the family produced. Bobby he's Brown's in, in there. He's in it, but it, you know it's interesting because they asked him at one point about uh, drug use and Whitney, and he said I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about her life. Hmm. And the interviewer says, but that was a part. No, I want to talk about her life. <sighs> so it's very interesting because that was very much a part of at a certain moment, right? It was yeah. a part of her life for mm-hmm. a, 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 several years. Right. So, I, and I think that to your point, I mean, I think that where is the room where we allow people to grow and to evolve and to change, right? Because mm-hmm. as you said, like, I feel like this part of the human experience too is, you know, we fall down, but we get up, right? right. The great the right. gospel song. I love that song. I'll answer my own question. Uh-huh. We forgave Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah, he, oh, yeah. Lamar Odom. You know what I'm saying Lamar Odom. We never forgave. Mm. We just wrote him off. Crackhead. Paul Abdul. I don't think we forgave her. Well, Paul Abdul is not. Well, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. I'm not. I'm not speaking on people that had their battle with drugs before the fame. Like Sam Jackson, he already was on the other side when, when we, he became famous. Right. I'm talking about people that were famous. Then the drugs hit. Mm. Have we given them the chance to come back, recover? Have we? Welcome them with open arms. Marion Wait, Barrett. Kirk Franklin was on drugs? The porn. Frank, Kirk Franklin was porn addiction. I guess in the church community, that's the same as crack. Terry Crews. What did he do? He had a sex addiction. Did he? Yeah. A sex, I, don't, I don't feel like sex addiction is real. <laughs> like, we're not real like, oh, sex addiction. How dare he? Tiger. Tiger Woods. Have we? Have has we? anybody <laughs> forgiven him? Uh, them 25 bitches he was smashing forgave him who else did you want to forgive the golf course hasn't forgiven him because he's been struggling ever since but like you know I feel like Jojo from Jodeci they're they're listing him off here on your um, thing Jimi Hendrix Jimi Hendrix overdose like I mean yeah but he's still lauded as one of our greatest of all time only because he died like in his prime so like when you when you die in the prime it's like yo oh man we lost him too soon but when they do, thank the, you, when Sabrina, they do for fumble, giving the number. When they do that fumble, do we oh, Dennis Rodman? No, we look at him as like nah, I ain't gonna never good. forgive Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman for is what? a hot mess. I don't know Kim Jong Un <laughs> drugs. I mean, what do you? Come on, son. All of rock and roll. Richard Pryor made a comeback. Bobby. Um, three one zero nine eight six one We never forgave Flavor Flav. We did. Uh, Kobe Bryant was forgiven for uh, cheating, anal rape. Was, was that it was, proven that he did it? I don't know if it was proven, but I know that that was the stigma around Kobe yeah. about for what he did. I'm he not did saying that he though. did it, but he did get forgiven. Yeah. And um, Prince was forgiven. Michael Vick. Wait, what did Prince do? I don't know. What did Prince do? Mike Vick was forgiven by the. He was <laughs> forgiven by the black community. Yeah, the white community. Because we felt him. like, I think we felt like the white community was so against him. We were like, nah, now nah, hold on now. <laughs> Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Kobe settled out of court, Akela? Kobe settled yeah. out of court. So what does that mean? Mike Tyson. They got some good ones on Mike here. Mike Tyson. Um, Mike Tyson's a good one. She said that white girl yeah. was lying. Prince died addicted. XXX Tentacion. What about People him? forgave him. His fans? Yeah. Forgave him for some nonsense. I was like, yo, he was wild. Chris Brown, mm. No. I kind of think the black community kind of did, though. R. Kelly? 
R. Kelly, the black community hung in there with R. Kelly for mad long. Yeah, we rolled, we rolled like, with him for a long time. Even when the tape came out, we were still just like, well, you know, man, with the hits, keep coming. <laughs> R. Kelly is. You know, sure. we hung in there for a while. Kanye West, we were with him until the yeah. slavery was a choice. And yeah. then that's when it was like, you know what? <laughs> he hasn't recovered We from flipped that the one. table oh, over on well, that one. He has, but his, his album was number one on iTunes in like 41 countries. I so, mean, I'm just because R. Kelly, um, Akon, Chris Brown, uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, you got to consider Kanye West album purchases, though, are not entirely black. Yeah, that was the Make America Great Again people. Yeah, they were like, oh, we with them now. <laughs> Slavery was a choice. That's right, Kanye. <laughs> and then they click, you know, buy, purchase. But I, I just feel like black oftentimes we are too hard on these celebrities. And like we we hold on to stuff for mad long and be like, all right, when Beanie Siegel, they got some good ones on here. Um, you know what? Uh, the reality of it is, is that a lot of times the the forgiveness doesn't come from us. We do forgive our own. the The industry doesn't forgive them, and the gatekeepers. Mm, that's another, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that the stigma for people of color doing things that white people do is is negative and is heavier and is mm. unforgivable. So we we so. If we think that um, who did who made a mistake, who said something stupid, and then they, they just got Isaiah Washington, Isaiah mm-hmm. Washington, it, it's never had an opportunity to do anything major again. It's we been, forgave Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after he was pub- publicly humiliated. And no, no, but the thing about the son being gay or whatever. Yeah, it was I a feel joke. like it was I feel like the black community never turned on them for that though. Yeah, we, we no, didn't we, because no. that's our. Unfortunately, reason. the black community still doesn't have a lot of sympathy for the gay community like they should. That's true. They be like, oh, it's whatever, man. Toughen up I when it comes to that. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm super fortunate because my family was so awesome when I came out. My mom and dad, my every, I mean, just like my dad said to me when I came out. He said, I've always been proud of you, but I've never been more proud of you than right now in this moment. I mean, so like, because I feel like my my other black friends who are gay, I mean, some of their stories are my Latino friends, like, just yeah, all from their family. Yeah. Like, I mean, a really good friend of mine, you know, because he came out, his parents, like, don't still, you know, we're in our mid-30s now and they don't want to be bothered with him. So, wow. you know, Man. I mean, and I, it's hard for me to understand that because my parents were so awesome. But, yeah, I mean, we, the black community needs to do better with that. Absolutely. But that's why I, I think agree. the TV show... Pose on FX. I don't know if anybody watched the TV show Pose on FX. That show is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, What's it about? It's about it's about the, the LGBT community. Um, it's um, in the 80s. It's got the largest um, amount of trans um, actresses on, on TV, more so than any other show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the ball culture um, in New York. It's fabulous. Tell people what the ball culture is, though, for those of who don't know what that so means. The, the ball culture, essentially, there are, and I, it was actually very educational for me watching the show because there's all these different houses, um, and there are these, you know, um, women who took in young, um, you know, gay, you know, men and women, trans, and you know, men and women who, you know, were, you know, maybe had been shunned by their families, and they they took them in, and, and they became these families, and then they went to compete, and um, uh, it's just been, it's such a wonderful show. And it's been so, like, I was not really so, I didn't know a lot about, to be honest. I, I knew what a ball was, but I didn't know so much about the communal part of it, the compassionate part of it, the loving part of it, that, you know, this they have a mother, you know, and this person is like the lead of the house, and you stay with this person, and you live in their house, and there's rules, and 
I mean, it's so great. I mean, there's a whole thing about one of the guys, he wanted to be a dancer and she, you know, helped him get into the new school. And it's just, it just, I was hooked on that show every single week. Billy Porter's in that show, who's one of my personal heroes. Um, he, it's it's phenomenal. I highly check out Pose on, on FX, catch the repeats. They got picked up for season two. Okay, oh. all right. Oh. So do you I'm think, so behind on shows. You think Gunn is going to get um, rehired to do? I don't know, man, but they're really speaking up on his behalf. They said that the, the petition garnered nearly 350,000 signatures and there's, it, didn't, wow. it did nothing. Um, and then there was a statement. Um, the crew, and this is, <laughs> they're saying that there, there's a crucial passage. Uh, there's a little due process in the court of public opinion. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide in this country, it's safe to say instances like this will continue, although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob uh, mentality. Mm. Uh, I, all that being said, I do think that um, the jokes about pedophilia um, and, and rape but specifically pedophilia, and not to say that that rape is not, you know, I don't want the, the, the people to come for me because y'all just going to waste y'all time. I don't give a fuck anyway. But <laughs> when you when you make these jokes about these pedophilia jokes, which a few of them have surfaced from quite a few people, and this attitude toward children that I think is unacceptable, all of that stuff continues to perpetuate the beliefs and the disrespect and the disregard for children, which is why some people can see little kids in cages and you know it, it it's not funny and it's not cool to make fun of defenseless children being raped and so i do think that there has to be some level of accountability about for that because absolutely it's not fun it's not funny you know especially it, disney oh man you know they ain't on, having it <laughs> hey, like, it's disney now it's marvel but it's disney now yeah and and, and that that's be, a, a different yeah. beast I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back with Tony Baker. Say Melvin that number Robert, slow. 310-986-6666. Uh -huh. um, thank you so much for tuning in live to Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. We are having an, an amazing time and we'd like for you to join us. So please give us a call, 310-986-6610, and we will be right back.
can come for me. The outrage police will come for me and say they'll call me a racist or some shit. The the thing people don't know about me, if you are tuning in right now, you are here live on Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. We got Tony Baker, Melvin Robert in the house, Darren is in the house. A lot of people don't realize like when they come for me is that my mentor, the school that I come from in comedy is the school of Corey Holcomb. Oh, okay. So I, I was taking it there. You know what I mean? And I was taught not to uh, in, encourage, not taught never to apologize and yeah. to go hard. And so a lot of people try me and then they get their feelings hurt. Gotta, I'm a firm believer in like the no apology approach to comedy. No. Unless you were misinformed in the joke. Absolutely. Like if yes. you wasn't accurate in the information behind the joke, this one like actual. I agree. <laughs> um, we got but, some callers, Tony. So the call, they yeah. calling in. Those joke people. This was a singer. Are right, you on the air? We're gonna name that album. Yo yo. What's up? Thank you for calling. Hey. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I just wanted to say so. Like I was just jamming to that Silk song because like <laughs> that was my shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that was my shit. I just wanted to call and just say that what y'all are doing is like majorly awesome. Um, y'all are all funny and talented individuals, but it also shows that y'all you know can get into deep conversations and all that good stuff. And the voiceovers that Tony does, it kind of reminds me of um that segment on mrs doubtfire when he was doing the voiceover oh, for the yeah. cartoon <laughs> scene that he was doing so like i, I could that. totally see him getting like a major you know role or something doing something like that awesome work your mouth to god's ears we're gonna send them vibes out into the universe for tony because he deserves it thank you so much for calling what's thank your you. name Definitely. Uh, Sean, I'm calling from North Carolina. Oh, okay. North Carolina. We're going to be in Greensboro this weekend. Where? Greensboro. I, I forget oh. the venue, though. Is that North uh, Carolina? Comedy Zone, yes. probably. Uh, crap, I'm not prepared. But uh, I'll be don't, in Greensboro. Don't, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. It ain't yeah. but so many places in Greensboro. Right. It's going to be this weekend. All right, thank you so much for calling. Right. We appreciate it. Make sure you go check Tony out this weekend. Uh, we got another caller in the house. Darren, who's that? Who that? Are you on the air? Is it me? Is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to speak on the when will we forgive people thing. Absolutely. What's your so, name? This is Shannon from Hawaii. Oh. Uh, shout out to Cram Nation. Cram Nation in the building. Um, Cram. <laughs> the thing, the thing, the thing for me is that as an adult, I need other adults to just be accountable yes. and to own up to things that they've done. So when they keep lying and lying and lying, then oh, the yeah. truth finally comes out. There is no forgiveness for me. So that's my big deal about it. All these people, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then you have their representation telling them just deny everything. So there is no forgiveness for me. Yeah, you None. definitely got to own up if you want to be forgiven. You gotta, you gotta That's own the, the title, man. You gotta own the title. Shannon sounds like she don't play that shit. You she do got that. I don't play that. And I'm with Shannon. No Shannon, forgiving. I'm with you. I'm, I got it from Tony. I'm Tony's biggest fan. Tony, bring uh, that in Hawaii. Did you okay. come? Did you come right, to the I'm show a, when we was out there? Tony, I moved here the day y'all played here, but I seen you in Sacramento twice. Oh, uh, what's up, Sabrina? She Shout said, "What's up, Sabrina?" Yep, Sabrina over there. I appreciate all y'all and everything you're doing. And Pose is an excellent show. People should check it out. Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank That's you. beautiful. Thank you so much for calling, Have Shannon. We, we appreciate you. I know who that was. 
Who that? You are live on Truth Serum. This is Ida Rodriguez. You're on with Tony and Melvin. Who's this? You are live on Truth Serum. Awesome. Can you turn your uh, radio down, please? Turn your radio down. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, I didn't. I can hear your guys' feed. What with the other callers, I had no idea. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing. I'm very blessed. Beautiful. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Jasmine. Um, I'm calling from California, and I just wanted to call in to just to say thank you, you guys, for all that you do, especially Tony Baker. I was <laughs> hit to all of you guys from Tony Baker. And um, I just have to say, I started, I think I started following like two years ago. And I saw him, he was opening for somebody else. It was Michael Yo. And oh, okay. from then on, like that came at a good time because after I had my daughter, I went through postpartum depression mm. and everything made me sensitive. And Tony Baker was like the only person that I could like go on his social feed and like not get triggered by anything, but still laugh throughout the day. That's beautiful. Thank you. I'm hey. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you must not be following him anymore because he's triggering the hell out of everybody. No, no, I still, <laughs> I'm joking. I still do. He actually did one of my. Uh, I had the raccoon video that he just did a voiceover for. Yes, oh, those are great. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm here. So postpartum depression is not a joke. So um, I'm glad that you uh, came to. You healed and keep supporting Tony because Tony supports other comedians he posts other yes. people's stuff and he he brings awareness to other people to his platform and a lot of people don't do that so thank you for supporting my brother in comedy thank you. he's 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 like that in real life too it's not just for no the, thank you fake. guys yeah I get, you guys don't know how many lives you touch within a day so i just want to be here to thank you guys oh thank, thank you, you thank you keep supporting tony um we have another caller thank you for calling truth serum who's this yeah, my name is Scars. How do you spell that? Scars, like, uh, you know, when you get cut up. Scars. Oh, Scars. Oh, like the Lion King. So right. betrayal? That's what... <laughs> <laughs> betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I was just calling because I appreciate uh, Tony Baker's comedy. Like, I was just watching his uh, YouTube channel, and um, I like that top ten uh, animals you, you had on uh, today. Thanks, man. It was, good. It, was, uh, it was very funny, like... Sometimes I just be like, why don't why don't Tony got millions of views on these? So yeah, I what mean, I was thinking, you can hit me up. I'm great at marketing. If you need me to help you to market your, your YouTube channel and make it bigger, let me know. Be I'm all about that. You're not gonna throw me off the cliff when I reach I was out for say, you. Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> help me, yeah, brother. Like and then you gonna throw me off the, <laughs> to the wilderness. What's beach. your name, Scar? Where are you calling like, from? Like YouTube. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Orlando. Oh, but you from New York? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like, didn't know. have an Orlando. Yeah. I was like, this is not Orlando accent. <laughs> Sam, I'm in Orlando, <laughs> son. Like seven years ago, though. I love when he says scars. I said, how you spell that? You know, like when you get hurt. Yeah, when you been <laughs> cut up with a razor because they had it <laughs> under their tongue. You feel? Yeah, like, like my best friend cut me up nine times. Oh. When oh, I thought we were going to fight. So he, he sliced me up, you know, so then I just said, let me call myself Scar. That's you, your best friend? You know what? I got hit in the face with a car wash gun, and I had a huge scar on my face when I pledged Phi Beta Sigma. 
And they called me Scarface when I was online, but I healed too good. And then I couldn't keep the name. I was like, crap. We got another. Thank you so much for calling Scars. Please, uh, one of the best ways to... Listen, share those videos with other people. That's how you get. Tell other people to share them, and that's the domino effect. That's the best marketing that any comedian can have is word of mouth. Make sure you tell all your friends how funny and great Tony is. Thank you for calling. Already doing that. Love you. Have a uh, have a great Thanks, day. Thanks, bro. Thank you for calling. Truth Serum, who's calling? Hello, my name is Mikos. Mikos? Um, yes, Mikos. Okay. Right. How you doing, Mikos? Thank you for calling. Mikos. How you doing? Doing hey, good. Where you I'm calling a, from, though? I, I live in Vegas. Uh, I'm from Georgia, though. Oh, nice. Okay. You ain't got to tell us you a Tony Baker fan because everybody who calls this show calls for Tony <laughs> Baker. We are well aware. Yes, indeed, I am. <laughs> I'm watching y'all. I just happened to see his live feed, and I was okay. like, hey, let me call and tell him. Nice. Man, appreciate it, man. I see him using his hands, too. He still can't figure out what to do with his hands. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The hands of life, man. So important are a man's hands. I will say this, Mikos. I think it's amazing that uh, so many men of color support Tony Baker. And I think that's a beautiful thing to have that specific demographic because when it comes to TV, they always say that the when people who dominate TV are women. And that Tony defies that. He has, he has a lot of female, a big female following, but he has a lot of men show up for him. And I think that's pretty dope to see men supporting men. I'm not on TV yet, though. That's you will be. Why. You've been on TV. TV is a female TV. female demographic. Tv is from the past. Is, um, staying your truth is what I would like Absolutely. to say to him because yeah. it's more of us supporting than it is against him what he has to say. Like, for example, the, uh, the subject about the NFL. Yes. Uh, it's a lot more of us that agree with you than disagree. Yeah, True. absolutely. That's facts. I'm glad you said that because uh, in January we're doing this event in uh, Orlando, uh, mm-hmm. potentially uh, to uh, to speak up against that. And uh, Tony Baker is one of the names that I threw in the hat. So thank you so much for calling Truth Serum. Please thank you, uh, remain a friend of the show and keep supporting Tony ba- Tony Baker. Thank you. Stay up, people. Bye. Thank you. With another one. Okay. Um, so, the, you know, I like, we have another caller, uh, and we're going to take one more call. Hi, you're live on Truth Serum. Who's this? Yes, this is Eric Bueller. Uh, I Hi, hail Eric. from Hale, St. Louis. Nice. Uh, I just really wanted to tell Tony, I, I sent him a, few, uh, a DM one time, but I was in the Afghanistan, I was in the Marine Corps, and oh, PTSD, I'm sure you guys know what that is. Yeah. And, like, a lot of his little animal videos have definitely helped me out, get me out of funk. So anytime, like, I'm feeling down and I'm home alone, like, I go and scroll through his page. It just it gets me out of my funk and I'm able to push a little bit better. Uh, well, I'm honored, man. That's that's why I'm here. I know I get, you know, serious from I'm, time to time on my page, but ultimately I'm here to make y'all laugh. Thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yes. I uh, appreciate it. No, we appreciate you. Thank you for your service and your sacrifice. And we hope that you are receiving uh, the treatment and the support that you need so that you can uh, move on with your life. And we thank you for that. We appreciate that. We are a show that stands for uh, mental health and supporting people um, with mental health issues. So thank you so much. Well, thank you guys for the support. It's without, without that support, I don't think that a lot of us could keep pushing like we do. Oh. Well, thank you. All right, well, have a good day. And then when Tony comes to St. Louis, he's going to leave you free tickets so you could come to him. Oh, show. man, I had one of the best shows ever in St. Louis a couple months ago. 
Oh. Yeah, I missed it. I was taking my son to his mom. Oh, man. You got to turn your back on these kids, man. <laughs> Remember that, man. Always turn your back on these kids. <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you. Have a great day. So we are back uh, with uh, Tony Baker, Melvin Robert, Darren's in the house, Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Tony, I love the way that your cult members all identify themselves. It's like a cult. Like they really, <laughs> it's like they've been indoctrinated. I love the way they let there be no mistake. This call is for Tony Baker. I love that. <laughs> That's how you prove the industry. Right? IMTB fan number six seven five. <laughs> Thank look you, at, Tony, for an episode everything of Black you Mirror. do. <laughs> Black Mirror episode. That's funny. But I, th I think that so as <clears throat> as the three people sitting here today on this panel on this show, we all are, um, we are advocates of doing things independently because we understand that the industry sometimes has its own way and. One of the things that you've been doing is you've been taping your own specials, mm -hmm. right? And you've been creating your own way. You got your own tour. Melvin recorded his own his album, and he's going to put it out independently. And I think that's the way right now, right? Oh, man, because, you know, we, we have a new medium now. Like, we don't need the middleman as much. Mm -hmm. We can go directly to the fans, get a website, get a hosting site, mm -hmm. sell your merch on your website. Mm -hmm. And now you don't have to depend on, oh, if I get discovered and then they come in and start dabbling in too many cooks in the kitchen and changing your initial voice, yep. now you can keep everything intact and true to you. I think it's interesting, though, because we started right around the same time they hung up. And um, so somebody's calling. We're going to take uh, another caller and then we're going to continue with our conversation because the coat lives. <laughs> Thank you for calling up, Truth Serum. What's up? How's y'all not, not going so far? Good. How about you? I'm all right, man. I, I want to, uh, by the way, what's good, Tony, man? What's happening, man? Not much, not much. When are you coming back to Miami, bro? You know what? Somebody asked me that last night. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have anything booked yet, but I would love to come out there. I like Miami, man. I like the way it looks, the way it feels. Miami's a pretty city. Like, when you're driving on the freeway, you look at the sky and the skyline. Yeah. It's pretty spectacular. It's, it's, it's all right. What part of Miami it's are you in? Something, man. It's a little something. What part of Miami I, uh, are you in? I'm in uh, a Miami Lakes. Oh, I, I lived in Miami Lakes. I lived in the Moors. I'm from Miami, so I, that's why oh, I got excited. So you're right there. You're right there um, by 183rd. You're by 183rd, right? Yeah, I was right off of 183rd. Yeah. 57, 67th. 67th, yes. But yeah, my, yeah, but I'm I grew up in the by, city. I'm right over there by the, I don't know if you know the term, the Goldman Bridge. Yes. Right there. I'm right there, right there. I grew up right so there, gonna, too. Wanna, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm from there as well. You sound Latino. Where are you from? I'm Dominican. Oh, Dominicano. I already know. Yeah. Dominican in the Moors of Miami. You wearing socks? <laughs> oh, I'm wearing socks and, and Jordan sandals. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. No, that's the new thing. That Before it was the, the dress white shoes with no socks. <laughs> and now it's the Jordan slides with the socks. It's like they wear the socks with the sandals and they don't wear socks with the shoes. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask y'all, um, you guys, I mean, you guys follow sports. If not, you must have heard of it. What is what? What do you guys think about this, uh, the whole NFL thing and what uh, what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys? Because I feel like that's against our amendments and our rights as, uh, as citizens here in the United States. 
You know what I find is trash is like anytime I see like a veteran comment on my page, it's like that's what we fought for, for, for people to be able to speak out and, you know, protest things when it's time. But it's the other people masking their racism under patriotism that always got a big issue with it. They should just let us kneel quietly right there and just don't say nothing. Yeah, you know I'm Just let them sit there, kneel it up, and then we go on with the game because they still going to play. You know what's a song that's not televised. That's that's the funny part. And on top of that, I feel um, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I feel like the people that are against it. I'm not. I don't want to call them racist, Mm -hmm. but if you're against um, if you're against a certain type of player that that's just standing up for uh, police brutality, they said this is nothing about the military. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny to make it seem like if people of our color is is not in the military like there's only white people in the military which is not true right so you know what i mean that i just want to get your your stand on that uh, i well i what i will say this is like one of the things is that um first of all the protest is not against uh the flag because i saw a shirt in sacramento I, I saw this man who had on a shirt that said if you're protesting this flag i'll help you pack and the protest is not against the flag, but I think that they're pandering to people who are not of, you know, they, they pander to people who are basic thinkers and right. they, they try to get them riled up for the cause because the truth is that the protest is not against the flag. The protest is against the unjust killing of unarmed black people by law enforcement. The other thing is that the reason that they're kneeling in the first place is because a military veteran told Colin Kaepernick that it was more respectful if he kneeled versus just sitting, right, sitting down, right sitting down. And so right. that suggestion was made by someone in the military. So for those of you who are listening and are not aware or informed, the the NFL athletes who are protesting are not protesting the flag. Mm-hmm. They're not protesting the military. They're not protesting um, America. What they're doing is using their constitutional right, their First Amendment constitutional right to protest the unjust murders, mm-hmm. murders of black unarmed people in this country and that needs to be reiterated over and over again because i can't have an argument with you if you don't know what the argument is in the first place well and we were talking about the top of the show you know and over the last couple weeks about your platform and using your platform for good right and so here you have these guys on a big platform you know at the football games and now there's going to be a consequence for me standing up for something that i believe in that directly affects my community yeah, absolutely. You know, and now I can't do that because I'm going to get fined. Or I'm gonna, I mean, that's it, it just seems off. <laughs> it just seems yeah. off. And, and, and I'm with Tony. There are a lot of people who mask their racism with patriotism mm-hmm. and a lot of people who believe that being a true patriot is being a white person in America, exercising your privilege, and anything that's against that is unpatriotic. So uh, he hung up, but that was a real long answer. So I get it. <laughs> I forgot he was still there. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we are back with Melvin and Tony. This is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Hit us up on social media. Um, Tony, what's your handle? Oh, it's uh, Tony Baker Comedy on social media. Melvin? Underscore Melvin Robert. No S. M-E-L-V-I-N-R-O-B-E-R-T. D-Nelly? D-Nelly Radio. Uh, that's everything. 
and at funny Ida, funny A-I-D-A. So we'll be right back and uh, make sure you uh, call us. Call us. We want to hear from you. 310-986-6610. studio this is truth serum with ida rodriguez tony baker melvin robert in the studio d nelly's in the house melvin you wanted to talk to the people about something when we with regards to mental wellness oh yeah i just want to you know say if there's anybody out there that's struggling um please reach out for help you can call the national helpline and that number is 1-800-662-h-e-l-p or 4357 1-800-662-4357 um, and we are back in the studio. Tony Baker is in the house. What's up, Melvin man? Robert is in the house. And we have been talking about um, an abundance of things today with regards to uh, what's trending. And uh, we just finished talking about Colin Kaepernick and the Dallas Cowboys. But right now, we are going to uh, go back to the question of the day, which I posed to you guys on Facebook earlier today. When are you too old for something? If if at any time are you too old to wear, um, I've, I've had people say to me, um, maybe you shouldn't wear that dress. That dress looks like for somebody who's in their 20s. What's up, Darius? 
when are you too old for something? Are you too ever too old for anything? Is age a state of mind or is it a reality check? What is mm. it? We were uh, me and Sabrina were just talking about that. Like people, in terms of people dressing their age. Like mm -hmm. you know, if you look at me, I dress very young. Like it's not like I'm trying to keep up with the trends, but I, you know, I wear T-shirts with like comic book characters on them and you know, sneakers, and I don't wear suits. Um, and so, you know, it comes to like, man, dress your age. I don't want to wear no suit. I well, don't like suits, man. I mean, you know, I, I, if I'm hosting the Oscars, I'll put a suit on. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I feel like day to day, I can't do it. I feel like all of it is a, it's a social, it's a construct, right? It's like a belief system. Like, we are as, as old as we want to be in our heads. We are, you know, all this stuff is based on, like, people's beliefs and opinions about what we should wear, what we should not wear, what's age appropriate, what's not age appropriate. I mean, right. I feel like if you said you love, you know, comic uh, uh, character, like t-shirts, I'm like, then right. you should wear that all the time. That's what you right. like, you should wear that, regardless of how yeah. old you are. Exactly. You know what I mean? comfortable in. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, what's funny is that uh, some one of the guys says here, Wayne said, I love suits. I thought somebody made a really funny post today that was like, I don't like to wear suits. The people who wear suits, uh, that every time I think of a suit, I think of... Uh, public defender, um, people on Wall Street. It was somebody very liberal that was saying that it, that everything that they identified with wearing suits uh -huh. uh, had like a negative connotation. Right. And he was like, and I don't want to wear suits. Um, so anyway, I, I just wanted to know what you guys thought. To each own, his own dress, how you feel comfortable. Um, hi, Tiffany. Uh, Super K said, just wear Adidas. That's all. Um, thank Indeed. you, Frank. I appreciate that. We are uh, live on the show. This is Truth Serum. You can call in 310-986-6610. And you can talk to Tony Baker, Melvin, and myself. If you have a question, if you have a comment, tune in, chime in. That's some, that's what we go by here. Um, hi, Arnold Rodriguez. Hi, Tiffany. So do you think that when you get older, you're still going to dress like this? I feel like I'm old now, you know. Old who? I mean, just like old, like you know, if I, if I didn't stop by 41, 51 is gonna be the same, you know, same deal. You know what I mean? I, I'm pretty much done. This is this is me at this point, you know. Unless unless I get to like 70s and then I start really just wearing like, you know, the cigarette, the I smoke cigarette type shirt with the thin linen and the and the linen pants and the biblical sandals at the. Uh, at the propane grill, you know what I mean? I don't know, but... I feel like my style has evolved, though, as I've gotten older. You know, the things that I was wearing when I was younger. I mean, I feel like as I've gotten older, I feel like my style has evolved. So I think, personally, I think it'll continue to grow and evolve and change. Yeah, I think so, too. I wear whatever I want to wear. I like wearing dresses, and sometimes people tell me my dresses are too short. And um, I, you know what I say to people who say that to me? <laughs> I suck my dick. Um... <laughs> And uh, sometimes I can be a bit crass and people know that about me. But I wear my dresses because I like to wear dresses. And I, they, they connect me to my grandmother who used to always, uh, you know, encourage me to wear dresses. And I think you should wear whatever you want to wear. I don't think you're too old for anything. So if you're out there and you're listening, if you're watching, you're not too old to be a comedian. You're not too old to be right. a doctor. You're not too old to be a lawyer. You are never too old to do whatever it is that you want to do if you believe it then and you see it mm -hmm. then you can get it Ooh, say it again uh liliana tanong happy birthday give her a shout out for her birthday happy birthday leo season right now happy birthday it is leo you. season tomorrow leo season 
Leo season. Are you a Leo? Yeah, my birthday was on the 26th. Okay. Leo's in I, full I effect can see that. Right now. I can see that. Brianna. Yeah, thank you, Brianna. So Fire I had, sign. I had to tune into my own Facebook page so that I could feed my own ego. Because when Tony logs in, the cult of Tony Baker <laughs> is... Uh, Ah, there! It, it makes me happy to see so many people supporting people that deserve it. Um, either way, you'll be judged and they'll look down on you. It doesn't matter what you wear. Exactly, I you agree. can't win. So just just do you, man. You can always win by pleasing yourself. And I think it's mostly other people that have opinions. I mean, I have uh, I like jeans that have holes in them, yeah. and my grandma is super opinionated. And so I had these jeans on, and she's like, "I don't like it when you wear those jeans." And she's like, you're trying to go get a job. You go on on all these auditions. You need to dress better. And I said, Mimi, but they dress like that too. Right. Yeah, but here's the difference. They got a job. You're trying to get a pe- uh, You're trying okay. to get one. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> all right. So the people on TV, that's how they dress in real life. You know, they dress yeah. fun. They got a job. You trying to get one? <laughs> Tell your grandma that. Uh, so Brianna said, I saw Ida in Oberlin, Ohio, and Tony in Columbia, South Carolina. Nice. So. Thank you for supporting us and coming to see us. Um, Absolutely. Melvin has a new album coming out, and he's trying to find a name for his album. Yeah, help me. And I, I wouldn't allow him to name it Hard and Soul because that's the name of a magazine, a black fitness Heart magazine. Hard and Soul? Yeah. Was, was that really the, the Hard and Soul? You don't remember the magazine? I, yeah, I remember. It's a Bob I feel Johnson like there's been magazine. so many albums named Hard and Soul. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that like a compilation album they used to advertise late night on BET? It was every day. Hard and yeah. Soul. Yeah, well, I what about featuring hits from the Commodores? What, what about Power? <laughs> he said he would. Power? He, no. What hmm. about. Can he name his album Power, y'all? What, what do you what, guys what's think? The, what's the overall theme of the album? Right. So the overall theme of the album, it was it's um, it was an acoustic, it's an acoustic set that I did. So it's a little bit of R&B, it's a little bit of musical theater. They were songs that were super personal to me all throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I put the show together, there were songs like that were super personal. Um, what about Melvin Robert Stripped? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. Uncovered. <laughs> hey, maybe uncovered. Or it could be like super personal. Yeah. What about if you name it? So I, Tony, um, Tony, what's his name from? Um, God, he was on LaFace Records. He had a song. Oh, Tony Rich Project. So Tony Rich, oh, Tony Rich Project. had a yeah. song called uh, Silly Me, right? Mm-hmm. But was then, that on his first album? It was on his second album. Oh, I didn't get that, that one. Tony Rich, that Tony Rich project. Gonna, they're the ones that sang it. Nobody yeah. knows it. For me. It was uh, one man. His name is Tony Rich. That was so good. That's how you know when somebody's younger. When and that's funny. <laughs> I thought that song was Babyface for the longest. Oh, he, yeah, because yeah. he, oh, he probably wrote it. Nothing he sounded else. just like Babyface to me on that track. So I bought that oh, album, good. though. His first one, I bought it. Yeah, he, st- he was one of, um, he's a Babyface artist, but he had a song called Ocillion, mm-hmm. right? Ooh. And Ocillian is uh, Chili's middle name from TLC because he was dating her. Oh, really? Oh, and really? then they broke up and he named the, he renamed the song Silly Me. I know all a bunch of little these little tidbits. Of <laughs> I wonder when they started dating because I remember like at the beginning. It the, was before Usher. Were they dating around his debut album? Yes. Because he asked for a bowl. Of, he asked for a bowl of chili in the uh, in one of the, like the little snippets before a song. Yeah, that's what. That. Ah, <laughs> see the plot thickens, man. <laughs> Tony Rich did have a second album, Birdseye, and it, and it was a good album. Oh, okay, yeah. It just didn't. It really didn't resonate anywhere. Yeah. So I was like, I just missed it. 
Because he was so artsy, you know, like yeah. he was uh, or is because he's still making music. But his music was very uh, um, alternative. It because was. of the lyrics were alternative. Yeah. I so, like that thing. The things we do to make you feel like a woman. That was a dope song. Yeah. On the first album. Tony I, Rich, man. I like the, um, the, the. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say the 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 name of that out the Tony Rich Project. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. The Melvin Robert Project. How about what do you guys okay. think? Can he name his? He said Nina Simone said, "Name your album Transparency." Oh, that's good. Oh, Thank you. Let's go. Wow, that's he good. can't do it in clutch with the album title. <laughs> yeah. It was look, it was a super uh, transparent show. I mean, I started the show by sharing with the audience that it's the first time I had ever done a show where every song in the show was a song I actually really wanted to sing. Because oh, wow. usually I would go bring the music director and they go, you don't want to do that, everybody does that. No, you don't right. want to do that, everybody does that. Then it would become kind of something different, whereas this right. time I got a new music director, it was awesome, and he was like, hey, you do you. you. Maybe other people, maybe it's overdone, but they never heard you do it. Right. So right. like, I always wanted to sing the Bonnie Raitt song, Can't Make You Love Me, and every oh, music yeah. director in my three previous shows was like, no, it's so overdone, you don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, I guess you're right, you would know. And this time, he was like, no, man, sing that song. You want to sing it? So we stripped it down. It was acoustic. I mean, so it was a lot of um, that kind of stuff. That's she said, got him. Yo, that body <laughs> she was, song Where are you so from, good. Nina? What so how about you? Uh, why don't you see? She said, got him. Oh, God. Got him. Hey. Why don't you uh, sing a, sing something so that they can hear you sing? Oh, what song do you want? Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, now you put me on the spot. I never uh, heard the uh, Transparency <laughs> album. Now, well, now that, well, now that you were talking, I mean, I guess what's on my heart right now is can't, a little bit of Can't Make You Love Me because we were just we were just yeah. talking about it. Shout out to Bonnie Reed. Hey, Bonnie. <clears throat> Turn down the light. And turn down the bed And turn down these voices Inside my head Lay down with me And tell me no lies But just hold me close don't patronize, don't patronize me, cause I can't make you love me if you don't, you can't make your heart feel something that it won't, here in the dark. In these final hours, I will lay down my heart Cause I feel the power, but you won't <laughs> No, you won't And I will give up this fight More? No no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. You, got, Yo, you can't give them too much. Yeah, you, you gotta buy the know. album. But listen, <laughs> the, quality, she said Nina said he's singing to me. Okay, my that's live boo. <laughs> now they said that boy good on the spot and on key. Uh, right, that's right. the hope. That was that's quality, the quality, man. Thank you. Yeah. And Tony Baker was in here. Tony, I love that song, man. <laughs> so can you do one of your voices? I mean, uh, I don't know which one to do. There's so many, man. Uh, What's your favorite? 
My favorite, my favorite voiceover that I did. One of my favorites is when these dudes they were hiking and they came on this mountain lion, and the mountain lion was just sitting there watching them. And so I did the voiceover in terms of the guys, like either he's walking, like man, hurry up, Charles. He's like, look, man, look, and he's like, oh Lord Jesus. And the other one was scared, so it was one scared, one trying to keep it together. And uh, that's like my favorite one to do, but I can't do it right now because I got. I don't know, cause I can I play it. Yeah, play it. Let me play it, and then so uh, dabble in the lavishness. Dabble. That's uh, Emery's cousin Tiffany. Dabble in the lavishness. Nina Simone said good. Uh, Mustafa Ash Sharif said love him. Um, yes, you know what? You got a lot, lot of love on this page, and with the people in my community, my mm. village, these people are supportive and loving we don't have hate we we have conversations even when we disagree we have really good conversations you are listening to truth serum serum live with Ida rodriguez tony baker is in the house and melvin robert just sang hey we sang it up man um we are he said oh the one he did with the raccoons was too funny dabble away don't mind me <laughs> The Just raccoon little. one was the second one I ever did in 2013. We love you back. I love you back, Nina. Thank you so much. You guys are just, you know, this is the this is the reason why I tune into the internet is because I know that there are still good people on the other side. Because the oh, internet, you know, the internet can be ooh <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you're never too old. That's the conclusion that we came to on the show. Um. Give them the villain voice, Tony. Give them the villain voice. Oh, I got your ass now. See, that was my plan all along. You see, I was going to kidnap you and then get the access codes to the water supply. And then that's when, oh, oh he escaped, he escaped. <laughs> um, when I'm coming to D.C., Joseph, you got to call the uh, improv in D.C. and all the clubs, cram, and cram. say, we want to see Ida Rodriguez. Um, that is what works. You guys got to call the clubs in your area and let them know that you want to see me. Uh, but I got some things in the works. Make sure you go to funnyida.com to figure find out when I'm going to be in a city near you. And uh, I'm really excited. I have a very big announcement to make this week that I'm going to make. So make sure you guys tune in. You What's are, the announcement? I can't tell you yet. Yeah. But I, you got me to tell you who the comedian was, but I can't tell you that. What's like, the announcement? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, they if say you you're about to, casually enough, you're people blow up. Mm, thank you. Thank you. At Wilson, I appreciate you guys. I'm waiting on Tony uh, to pull up this thing, but if you are in the Los Angeles area, Tony is having a show tonight at Burbank called Tony Baker and Friends. At Flappers Comedy Club, 8 p.m. At Flappers Comedy Club, 8 p.m. Hosted by me. Hosted by Tony. Ida Rodriguez, Keon Poli, Ruben Paul. And so Ruben you guys are going Gonzalez. to work right after this. Oh, right. I'm <laughs> putting both dress shoes on the gas pedal. and They're going to work. I'm going there. to get some salmon. <laughs> salmon? <laughs> is it salmon? I just say that for I just fun. had a good salmon sandwich before I... Here. Salmon is really good. From man. Stamp and Los Feliz on Hillhurst. It was, it was a delicious, ba like, bake roast, like, salmon sandwich on this really good French bread with this dill caper aioli and oh, spinach man. quinoa. Oh. This oh, thing was so good. good. <laughs> that so good. Like good Goes to Stamp. Where are you getting yours, Ida? You ask him if he's pregnant? Because I know I ain't pregnant. <laughs> You're not asking me if I'm pregnant. Uh, salmon. Salmon. Long Beach. I'll be salmon. in Long Beach on uh, Sunday. At 8 o'clock p.m. at the Long Beach Laugh Factory. 
Congrats, Tony. I wish I wasn't in South Carolina. It's already late. Ontario, I will be in Ontario. Uh, is that California or Canada? You got to be specific. Oh, yeah, right. Um, come on down to one of the shows. Uh, follow us on social media. Melvin, tell them where you at. Underscore Melvin Robert, M-E-L-V-I-N-R-O-B-E-R-T. Make sure you guys support him. Get his album. Tony Baker, tell him yes. where you at. Uh, Tony Baker Comedy on all platforms of social media. Uh, and then subscribe to my YouTube page, Tony Baker Comedy on YouTube. For uh, It's a good time on my YouTube page, man. Movie reviews, all kind of stuff. And I'm at D-Nelly Radio. Um, you, you, you recently did a review on, sorry, uh, sorry to not. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother yeah. you. Yeah. I didn't see it. How'd it go? I gave it three and a half out of five. Okay, three and a half out of five. Yeah. We're gonna go see that. Uh, okay, anyway. I found the clip. He's got a clip. He's so can play. I put it up to the mic and then? Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll do. But it's gonna you ain't gonna be able to see. Just imagine you looking in the face of a mountain lion, and then this is what you hear from the two guys. And it's you and your friend, and you just came across a mountain lion looking at you. Players only love you when. They, oh Lord Jesus, Charles. Oh, here, man, if you get excited about one more goddamn spring, I'll swear to God. Oh, 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 oh. Shh, calm down, man. He's going to oh, see us. Man, he's going to see us. He's looking dead into our souls right now, right before he maul us to death. Oh, God. Charles, no. I need you to settle down and get calm. That's the only way we're going to get out of this. That's the only way we going to get out of this. It's in his stomach, man. My ankles is going to be all over this goddamn hiking trail. You got me out here. I should have stayed my ass in the city, man. You're always bringing me out here. Charles, man, I need you to get it together and focus. We're going to walk backwards and never take our eyes off of it. How do you know it's a him? It could be a her. Because if it's a woman, she's going to be trying to make ends meet for the family. And we definitely did, man. All right, that's it. And that is Tony <laughs> Baker. Um, I will yeah. be in Arizona in uh, December. Go to funnyida.com. I will be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix. I keep forgetting about the House of Comedy. Yes. I need to dabble in that. So may, he needs to dabble in that. Make sure that you um, you look out. Yeah, Griffith Park. He said that's why I stay out of Griffith Park. Um, <laughs> so we are uh, coming up on the uh, the end of our show. And I wanted to uh, do a quick, I'll say it for you. And then we're going to be out because uh, we got to head towards Burbank. Is that cool? Yeah, of course. Um, so my I'll say it for you is uh, regarding those of you who claim to be patriots. Uh, in the name of America, you are always telling people that they shouldn't be doing what was fought for in the first place to grant us the rights to do. Um, so many people have taken their platform and used their voices to speak up against people who are only asking for their fair share of unalienable rights in this country. So I, uh, I, I don't want to fight with you. What I want to say to you is if you're fighting for uh, your freedom of speech, your rights, and you're fighting for the right to be an American and how important it is to be American, then don't forget what America stood for in the first place and why all of those things were set in place is so that we could fight for those things. So they apply to us as well. Many black people, many brown people fought in the wars. Many black people and brown people are still out fighting 
to protect America and what she stands for. If you consider yourself a true American, then you too would fight for that. So instead of berating these athletes who are taking a knee respectfully, which was the uh, given to them by actual veterans of, of our military, why don't you, uh, for a moment, think about what it feels like to see a reflection of yourself uh, being killed on national television, killed on the internet, seeing images and reflections of people who look like you being slaughtered without any consideration when people who killed the people in the churches, the people who killed the pe the guy who killed the people in the church, the guy who killed the people in the movie theater, the guy who killed the people, um, which one at in the high school were all recovered without harm. One was even driven to a local fast food restaurant. If you are truly an American, then you will fight for the rights of us all. Because when they are done demolishing, annihilating us, you are next. And if you don't think that that's the case, look at your finances, look at your real estate, look at your life, and look at America, look at Donald Trump's, and see if yours resembles his in any way. Ida Rodriguez, and I'll say it for you. Thank you for tuning into Truth Serum. Thank you, Tony, for thank coming you. back to do the show. Of thank course. you, Melvin. My pleasure. Thank with you that new me. album, Transparency. Transparent, yeah. D Nelly, I'm gonna let you get one week off, but uh, right. don't make it a habit. <laughs> I won't. Um, I will be um, at Flappers tonight. This weekend, you can see me at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach on Sunday, and Saturday, I will be at uh, the Hollywood Improv in the Lab at 9 p.m. Uh, more importantly, I will be at the Milwaukee Comedy Festival on Thursday with Gina Yashere and Jackie Cation, fighting for. Uh, women's reproductive rights and being funny at the same time. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Serum. We'll be back next week and we are out. Have what we had again. Though it's been some time since you and I. Oh no, hurt to try, hurt to try to find our love, hurt to try.